Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to the CVU School Counselor Podcast. We're a little late this week in uploading, but that's because we've been doing scheduling here at CVU, and time has gotten away from, from all of us. This week is the first in what we hope will be several interviews with former CVU students, just to get their their perspective on their time at CVU, as well as how CVU has fared in shaping them and preparing them for the future and where they're at now. Claire is a former student for whom I have a great deal of respect and who I thought over the course of this interview um, gave some really really astute and sound advice to, to our students about how CVU worked for her. Everything from getting involved in mentoring activities to establishing connections with peers as well as faculty whom she sought uh, in times of need when she needed guidance, support, whatever the case might have been in that moment. As always, we thank you for listening. And if you have any suggestions for future show ideas, former CVU students whom you'd like us to have on as guests to tell their story, we'd love to continue on with this little part of the of the podcast because we think it's really going to be really important, really helpful for our CVU community. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. wanted to bring Claire in to talk about kind of her experience at CVU because it's always good to kind of have that past, present, and future perspective. So Claire, yes, tell us what was your favorite part about CVU? And you don't have to say your school counselor. <laughs> I was going to say my uh, weekly meetings with Russ. Yeah, that's yes. not the right answer. <laughs> um, so, so like, what did you do that connected you with faculty and other students? What were, how, how did you make this an experience that worked for you instead of, um, and worked with you instead of to you? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think, one of the things that I did love about CVU and Russ, you're a great example of this, is just how the faculty does really want to engage with the students more than just, um, you know, teaching for 50 minutes in the classroom or whatever it is. Um, so I just took my, my teachers up on that and other faculty and just spent time with them asking for advice and, um, yeah, just trying to really like invite adults into my life to give me advice. And I think the well-rounded group of people that did that gave me a lot of really helpful tools to navigate, you know, the upcoming years that were kind of, they were, it was just uncharted territory. And so it was really helpful to have my parents in my corner, but then also the slew of teachers and faculty at CBU who could give input and help direct me. So I think that was a huge piece of it for sure. Connecting with the adults? Yeah. Not named Russ? Also named for us. <laughs> um, so, so what were some of the things that you engaged in at CVU? So besides communicating with adults? Sure. Um, so I was in band and I was in chorus. Um, I did a lot of the art classes and things like that. I was part of National Honor Society. Um, trying to think what else I did. Um, you were in the peer, the peer. 
I was. Yes, it was called Cubs at the time. In fact, that's how I met Claire. That is how you met me. <laughs> um, I was part of the initial group of the mentoring program that took upperclassmen, um, connected them to uh, underclass students, a lower class, I guess is what it's called. Um, and so we did tutoring. I think it was was it like every week or every other week? I'm trying to remember, but I thought that was a really helpful tool because it kind of kept me grounded. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed investing in the younger students and it was a great way to prepare for, for college, I think. So that was very useful. Um, we call it, we call it flight school now. And oh, I really? don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not connected with it. Jen Bickle Hayes isn't connected with it any longer okay. uh, either. And I don't know what the commitment is, but I do remember kind of the, the working premise we had was just, we would meet once a week or once every two weeks to kind of talk about what, what kind of interactions did you have with your, with your mentees, your incoming freshmen, new students to the building. And it was really a program just like flight school where it's designed to kind of ease that transition, smooth some of those, those bumpy roads, give students a, a peer resource that they could access. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, it was, I was doing it to help other people, but also I think it really prepared me for college really well because I was in the place of mentoring people who were in transition. And then I was about to enter into transition post high school. Hmm. And so I think it, it developed like greater empathy for me, for my peers, and even just myself as I was entering into a new transition time. It was just kind of, it was a grounding experience, I think. So I found that helpful. And what kind of, so chorus band, Cubs, National Honor Society, those kinds of things. What, what, I know some of your coursework because we've talked about it recently, mm -hmm. um, because some of the old faculty that you were connected with have retired, but what, mm -hmm. what sort of, what coursework did you engage in and how did you choose that coursework? Yeah, so I did obviously the basic requirements that, you know, I needed to do, but then um, I didn't do a full AP load, which is kind of interesting because I look at a lot of my peers now and they did, <laughs> most of them did. I think I was a bit of an anomaly in that, but instead of doing the, the like full AP load, I chose classes that I was really interested in. So I did ancient Greece with Dr. Not Dr. Mr. Greenwald. Um, and I did, let's see, well, I did all of those electives with art, several different art classes and, um, music. Um, I remember taking a few different literature classes that were kind of just extra that I wanted to take. And I, I think because of that, I really enjoyed my high school time instead of just stressing myself out. Um, I think there are aspects of my choices that would have made college a little bit easier if I had chosen to get some of those AP classes out of the way. Um, but in the end, it worked out really well for me um, based on what I you know, ended up majoring in, in college, I didn't really need a lot of AP classes and I was able to take a lot of things that I was really interested in in college as well. So I'm, I'm grateful. I feel like I did take AP calculus and I feel like one other, but now it's escaping me what I took. Um, and that helped me get out of college level math, which I was thrilled about. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. That was a, definitely a, a big win. Um, but the others I really enjoyed taking in college, you know, the history credit and the English credit and those sorts of things. I feel like it was helpful, um, 
to have some of those entry level classes my first year of college, it made my first year a little bit more balanced than some of my peers who had gotten all of their uh, their requirements out of the way for you know entry level stuff, and then we're just taking intense major classes. So it's definitely not the standard way to approach it, but I I really enjoyed it. It worked really well for my personality and what I was interested in. I think you 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 spoke to kind of my message and and our message here is yeah you can take a lot of ap classes but yeah you really should take the opportunity to focus on the things that you are genuinely interested in and and it's not going to be the first time you've heard this claire but you know my message is i would rather have my students doing better with doing more with less than doing yeah. less with more and just because you've got a full AP load doesn't necessarily make you a better college applicant. Right. Because maybe you're not able to do some of those other things that you're passionate about, chorus, band, having a job, doing that kind of stuff, because you're so entrenched in that academic world. Exactly. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I've seen through college and even as you know, an adult post-college, there are a lot of people that don't get the chance to operate in like a healthy work-life balance. And there's an opportunity to teach that in high school before things, you know, get very intense in college. And I think like there's just something really precious about allowing high school students to chase what they're, you know, what they're passionate about. And that doesn't have to be all the college credits. Like, I, I guess I just... I love learning. I'm a lifelong learner. It's it's just part of who I am, but I also just see others and I want them to to enjoy that learning process and not get so bogged down with the stress of it so early that, you know, they form patterns that then get passed on to adulthood that are harder to break. So I think that's really important. So you went you and I did your college searching. Yep. Where, where did you end up going? I went to Wheaton College in Illinois. And how many schools were were on your on your list? How many were you considering? I think I considered four and applied. Well, I think I considered probably a list of eight. I applied to four, and then I chose Wheaton. I think I was accepted at three and waitlisted at one, and Wheaton was one that accepted me. Not a bad ratio for somebody who didn't immerse themselves in a ton of APs. No. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's really what not. What did you major in and, and what, were your what was your focus at Wheaton? Yeah, so Wheaton is a liberal arts school, so I got to take a lot of different interesting classes like I did at CVU, which was fun. Um, I studied geology. I have a BS in geology, and I'm just, I think, honestly, like three or four credit hours short of a French major. So I focused on both, which was so great. Why don't you, why don't you hurry up and I, get that? I know. I Well, I took... I think I took most of my semesters at 16 credit hours and then I had a few that were 18 and I was just like, I can't do this. So <laughs> I don't know. I should, I wish I had gotten it, but it is what it is. You even went to France. I did. Yeah. I did a semester abroad there, which was so fun. And all those credits counted, but it just wasn't enough. So, <laughs> so geology major. Mm -hmm. And what are you doing now? 
now I own my own business doing, uh, we're teaching people how to grow food in urban spaces. I'm really passionate about sustainability and local food and all of that. And so I get to use my geology and a little bit of soil science. Um, you know, since I'm the, the business owner, I'm doing all the things, which includes the products that we're using and the, the soil care that we're recommending for people. So my geology comes in a little bit there, but it's, uh, it's certainly not how I expected to use it, but I am loving it so much. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that theme is kind of run throughout your life. And that really is do the things, focus on the things that really energize you and that, that you're passionate about, because that's when you yeah. find true happiness and true joy. Totally. I mean, I'm so much more fulfilled in my work doing something that I'm really passionate about. I tried grad school with, with my geology degree and I just, it just didn't like, I don't know. I just didn't connect with it in the same way. And the, the uh, career opportunities that were, that was going to open for me were going into oil and gas or, you know, teaching at a, a higher education entity. And I just wasn't excited by those things. And so I kind of lost some steam. So it definitely is a lot of what motivates me is connecting my work to my passion. So. And I know we've kind of tangentially touched on it, but what, what advice would you give to and I know it's a little bit farther out from you, but what advice would you have for CVU students? Like my daughter's going to be here in, in a, in two years. Like what advice would you have for students That's kind of connecting to this that. place? Yeah, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe that. Um, I mean, I think it's some of it's a lot of what I've said before. I've just, it makes me sad to see that high school students are getting swept up into uh, this mindset of just do, do, do all the time and you're only worth what you can produce and what schools you can get into and all of that. And it just isn't true. And it just makes me really sad to see people getting caught up in that. So I would really encourage high school students to, of course, have a dose of reality and like consider your options. If you're really excited about something that maybe is harder to get a job in, have a backup plan and set yourself up for success in both you know your passion and maybe a backup plan that's not a bad alternative, something that you're excited about, but really follow like who, who you were made to be, like what excites you, what, um, what needs do you see in the world? Um, what are you curious about? And really lean into that with your coursework, lean into that with extracurriculars and just see where that goes. I mean, like I said, build a good foundation, but there's no need to get caught up in all of the, there's just a lot of overachieving that I think can be really draining. And um, I would say, don't get caught up in that. And it's yeah, okay to get bees. We, we, <laughs> says the person who I don't think ever got a bee. Um, <laughs> I, I think I got a couple. <laughs> you know, we just did course selection. And I think, I think to a large degree, my students are, are hearing are hearing it when when we talk about follow your passions, yeah. um, but it's hard. It's hard yes. to kind of it's hard to find a balance between the outside messaging, the internal competitiveness with peers, and yeah. what we what we're hearing from colleges. It's it's hard to bring it bring that confluence of voices together in a in a way that that makes sense. Um, in a health, from a health perspective, because yeah. I want my students to, to leave CVU in a really healthy, excited and invigorated place, mm -hmm. not in a, oh, that's over. How am I going to handle the next 
the right. next step. Yeah, yeah. And that just requires a balanced approach. So, yeah, I think that's really good. And adults in your life that you that you trust and value time with because it doesn't have to be your school yeah. counselor. It doesn't have to be you know, your English teacher, it can be your advisor mm -hmm. or, you know, a, an electives teacher, just somebody whose whose voice you value and, and will hear totally through, through the cacophony of stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think like, at least for me, when I was in high school, I was still figuring out very much who I was and different aspects of my personality and all that stuff. So I would encourage students to give themselves grace and try stuff, see what, what fits and connects with you and don't be afraid to make a pivot. Um, but yeah, seeking outside ad advice is really important. There are a lot of adults in, in high school students' lives that really know them well and can speak into that wisely, so. And how about me using the word cacophony, like correctly in a sense? I love it, it's so good. <laughs> All right. Any any last last words, Claire? I think I think that uh, this will be this week's podcast. I think your information has been or thoughts have been cogent and thoughtful, I like I would have expected. I love it. All kinds of new vocabulary. There's another word. I don't know that one. Cogent. <laughs> There's a new one for me. Um, I don't so you took you took AP Calc. <laughs> I don't think I learned that in calculus. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. I don't think I, oh, are you looking it up? I am. Clear, logical, and convincing. Great. I'm glad that I was clear, logical, and convincing. That's great. It has nothing to do with, I'm thinking of congruent. It has nothing to do with AP calculus. <laughs> so I, yeah, I use a word all. like, I use a word like confluence and cogent and then cacophony and just goes out the window. All the C words. When I connect it to the wrong class. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know that I have anything else to add. I, I really want people to feel inspired and energized uh, as young adults. And you are the, you know, you're the next generation that's going to be in leadership and um, just really excited for this generation of students to find what they're passionate about and really step into that leadership well. So, cool. Yeah. That's it. Well, thank you, Claire. Yes, absolutely.